This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. I'm Russ Courtney, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. Nerdball podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Nailed it. All right, Russ. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast today. Um, you, I've known you for a while, and uh, to know you now as a uh, food truck owner of Rusty's Road Trip, <laughs> and uh, before when you were in a bunch of bands, which we'll get all that stuff. Uh, I think it's. I think it's cool. Like the uh, the route that you took to to owning a food truck. Um, yeah. The, I always ask my guests, uh, sometimes they, sometimes I give them a heads up and sometimes I don't. And, uh, what is, what is something you're really nerding out about lately? Something you're really into, uh, if it's a sports, if it's movies, a TV, uh, a hobby you're doing, uh, if you're starting to sew, whatever, you know, something, something <laughs> you're really into, it just can't be your job. Right. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about, uh, me being concerned that when we taped this, I was going to miss the U S soccer game. Oh yeah. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say I was nerding out about it only because it's not even tonight. It was a week ago. Um, <laughs> at this time, <laughs> I didn't feel like reaching out to you again and be like, by the way, that soccer game I was trying to move this over is, uh, not even the same date, but anyway, um, I have think you, that have you been into, the theme. Yeah. Have you been into soccer for a while? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I played soccer growing up, and then okay. uh, when I was down at Ohio State, I lived like way east of campus and by the Columbus Crew Stadium, and kind of got into walking to the Crew games as a oh. college student. And they nice. were, you know, they were like twelve bucks for students or something to see the Columbus Crew. It's lots changed, but um, so that got me into MLS a little bit, and I was always into the U.S. national team since I was a kid. So yeah. anyway. Uh, that's, I, I think I've been nerding about that lately. We're in the, getting to the end of world cup qualifying. Um, and you may or may not remember that in the 2018 world cup, we did not qualify. So yes. the, pro the process of qualifying is just that much more tense now because you don't take it for granted anymore, you know? So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, I've been nerding about that. The, the only, I mean, I only pay attention to soccer every four years, so yeah, and that's all right. I mean, I, look. Oh, here's the other thing, Lorenzo, which is we're coming up on the Winter World Cup. Yeah, um, they, had to, they had to move it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, that is a thrill to me as a fella that um, has an off-season from his job. So oh. the idea of the World Cup taking place when I actually am not working for, for the, the entire World Cup, it uh, takes me takes me like – I'm just really excited about that. And I really hope they qualify. Let's say that because it's, they're looking pretty good. Um, I was going to ask but, you how, uh, they're, how they're doing now. Yeah. Um, uh, they are sitting in second. The top three get in. Um, and then the fourth um, gets in like a playoff format that, that would probably also be fine. But um, I went down to the game in Columbus oh. like maybe 10 days ago. They played uh, El Salvador in Columbus and it was like, I don't know. It was probably 30 degrees, which like a lot was made of how cold that is for a soccer game. But then, you know, I watched like the Packers playoff game and thought, why has everyone been out of shape about playing soccer in this temps when like you play football in these temps all the time? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. That, that lends but, to the, uh, I think lends to one reason why it, it's not as big here in the United States as they're complaining about the cold and yeah maybe i don't yeah. know well you know the, no i mean the players the players weren't complaining so much it, it was well the the el salvadorian players and then later a couple of days after that we played honduras in saint paul and, and it was sub-zero oh, i remember so that the, hearing about that yeah so, yeah so the, the columbus wasn't so bad but you know the, i think the intent was to make the central american teams uncomfortable you know yeah. and, and uh, i think that worked but at the same time well who knows anyway 
That, that's I mean, that's a pretty good uh, home field advantage there. I mean, there, I, I know in following, yeah. I like, I like baseball and every spring I know uh, for, for my team, the well, formerly known as the Indians, the guardians, they have some players yes. that just struggle in April and Martin early March or late March and April. And it's, it's just cause it's cold and it's hard for, to, yeah. for them to get used to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, we won, we won both games. I mean, we, we, uh, we lost the game in Canada, which was also cold, and they're more used to it, I suppose. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Anyway, I, yeah. I hope that we can qualify. I'm nerding out about that. I figured it was on topic, being a, yeah. a sport, a sport, but admittedly uh, a nerdy sport, at least in uh, this landscape in America. Well, all, I think all sports can be are definitely nerdy. It just depends on how, how much you get <laughs> yeah, into them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, hopefully we can. You remember we talked about this. If they do, you know, get to the World Cup, because I actually think we have a really good young squad. So mm-hmm. let me leave it at that. Well, that's yeah, that's and and it is. I remember when they talked about moving the uh, the World Cup into the winter and how it would affect like the European leagues and stuff. Because that's when they're are they doing things? Yeah, or, or, right. Yeah, they just have to kind of suspend it, and uh, even uh, in America, they have to wrap the season up early. So they're starting the season soon here, which is kind of wild. So, well, you know, they, they're spread the love across the world. I mean, was there bribery involved with FIFA? Probably. <laughs> sure. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it, but I was, you know, I was telling my wife, you know, it, it is, a, it's nice that they're having one in the Middle East because it is the World Cup and you can't just rule out a whole section of the world mm-hmm. just because we have to have it in the summer and it's too hot in the summer. So, if we got to do it in the winter so we can hold it in a different part of the world, that's, that's kind of cool in a way. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, also, I'm very uh, – maybe it's because I'm biased. I think every big thing should be held in the United States because we already have infrastructure everywhere. So, like, we would never have to, like, build new things. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah but, absolutely. But, yeah. but the same thing, with the same, you know, same token is, you know, it's it's a world event, just like the Olympics. It's a world event. Let other people have some of that stuff too. But I just I, seeing some of those pictures, like, hey, this is from the Olympics – uh, two years ago, uh-huh. and these buildings are horrible. No one uses them now, you know. Oh, soccer is the worst at that because what we built, they built so many stadiums in uh, South Africa and Brazil for the World Cup, and yeah. they, like one of them was in the rainforest in Brazil. Just just to say they had you know World Cup games in the rain in the Amazon or whatever, and that, that's it's. I mean, it's a parking lot now or something like that. It's anyway. <laughs> um. All right. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely nerdy. Um, I yeah. think, I, think just... I was going for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also cool. Like, um, do your kids share in this too? Like, like, are they, are they starting to get into it like you? Um, no, not quite. I mean, no. my, my, my son is five and okay. my oh, daughter's still three. Yeah. yeah. So I, maybe we'll see. I hope, yeah. but yeah. my, my son is, is, uh, naturally nerdy himself. I think we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we just you just gotta har- just harness that Har whatever yeah. whatever he's into you know make a har- harness it. I'm sure I'm yeah. sure at some point you never thought like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna drive around and serve people food and and now that's I'm, no. I'm, I'm assuming that's something you really love otherwise you wouldn't have it you know so so who yeah. who, who knows yeah. what's what's in store okay um, what I do want to start with uh, we will get to your food truck uh, Rusty's road trip sure. um, but Thanks, I do want to start is. Uh, in, in high school, you were in a bunch. I feel like you're in a bunch of bands. Maybe it was only one band. I don't know. Uh, I just feel like yeah. I, I saw you quite a bit when I was out and about. How did, uh, or when did you like play music? And do you still play music? Yeah. And I'm glad you remembered because I, I feel like I ran into you a couple times. And I remember you were a good supporter of uh, Jane Harvard. Yeah. When, if I remember right, you were a fan of uh, that band, which I was like, um, that was like probably senior year of high school, yeah. That was my first yeah. time ever on stage, and I sang, I sang a song. I sang one of your guys' yeah, songs. Okay. Barn, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember it actually. So when I saw you, I think I was on the truck, and I like, I remember you, of course, and I remember you from, you know, even like playing basketball growing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know if you if you made the connection that 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 I was in that band that you used to go see. But I'm glad. Obviously, you did remember, so I'm glad. Yeah. And yeah. Yes. Um, I'm glad. Thanks for asking. I do still play music and okay. um, got two new records out, which is kind of wild because um, like all the music stuff, I mean, as you probably know, like local music was mm-hmm. like shot down for a couple of years here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but 
I'm, I have a band with my brother that's like a kind of a folky indie band called the Miracle Vitamins. You know what? And now, that, as soon as you were saying that, I, I remember you like posting about Miracle Vitamins. I do remember that. Now. Yeah. I mean, that, that band's been going for probably a decade oh, um, nice. at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, we only have three albums. That we just released our third album. It's all three of them are on Spotify. So if you're listening, you check it out. Um, yeah. And uh, then I'm also in a like a punk, uh, kind of a technical guitar driven punk band. I play bass in that called House Tours. Um, and we just released an album as well. Oh, awesome! That's also on, also on Spotify. Is that your is that your winter time? To is is uh, band band time, or is that or, <laughs> or do you do all that year round too? Uh, no, I do it year round. Like I will say, like the food truck schedule schedule kind of ruined um gigging for a while it was like every we, we get offered a show and it'd be like saturday night and i'd be like well i'm doing this festival doing that festival and and i was like i i started to feel really bad actually toward my bandmates like wow we're turning a lot of stuff down because yeah. of my dumb gigs but um we can get into it later but i no longer work weekends on the food truck um oh uh so i have like that balance back a little bit i think where um yeah, it does. I can do bands all the time. And in fact, we were supposed to play last weekend and uh, it got canceled because because of the snowstorm. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, we'll see where it goes because since I reduced my schedule on the food truck, you know, we were still in you know dealing with pandemic, and um, we'll see. I might be able to get back to just playing a lot of gigs and stuff, music wise too. So that's awesome. I hope so. Yeah, but I, yeah. so so you've been playing music uh, since you were little uh high school yeah high probably, school. okay well, uh, junior high junior high maybe actually what you know it? i i i was in that band that that played at the you know parisburg junior high but what a dream probably best gig of my life was with uh <laughs> i mean i'm saying it like you might remember um we like played a blink we like for the parisburg i think it was like junior high homecoming and we played like a couple of blink 182 songs and just i was just thought i was the coolest because i didn't go to parisburg um okay I went well, to I, yeah, school. I didn't go to Perrysburg until I was a freshman. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, God. no, that's okay. fine. But I can yeah. I can picture how uh, excited not only you would be, but also the because that was the music, right? That was yeah. I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> that was my introduction to that kind of music was freshman year uh, in the football yep. locker room. They would yep. play that some 41 and and Blink 182. Yep. Yeah, and I I will say maybe everybody feels this way about music when they were a kid, but like. I do feel like it holds up a little bit. Sometimes 100%. I'll throw a playlist on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I always, I've, I said it a bunch here, but my favorite, my favorite album is uh, taking back Sunday. Tell all your friends. That's my oh, favorite man. album forever. That and that in the first used album. Um, nice. Okay. But th yeah. Those, but forever I'll, I'll put those on all the time. Cause, cause it just, oh my God. It, it's awesome. And then, and now I, I listen to it differently <laughs> because, because back then I was just singing the lyrics cause I knew them. Now I like listen to them and and try to figure it out more. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. That those, that take back Sunday one, that just makes me think of like, just got my license, <laughs> got the windows <laughs> yeah. down and just picking up girls and <laughs> Just, it's, it's like very dreamy that's yes. that's like a dreamy album to me yeah. and, and i agree it's very good it's really good and the use was cool too yeah yeah so, warp so tour. i've been thinking about warp tour because everyone's freaking out about this uh pop punk uh i'm sure you saw this oh in las vegas when we were young fest yes yeah, yeah. I, I just look at that and i go that looks like warp tour i went to that six mm. times you know? <laughs> anyway wow so so your first gig was in uh was in a perrysburg junior high and was that with uh, Perrysburg, <laughs> other Perrysburg kids, I'm assuming? because it was Yeah, it was. Yep, it was it, it, uh, and I mean, you, I can tell you their names. I don't know if it's any good for your listeners, but it was like, you know, uh, Darren Davis mm -hmm. and uh, Tyler Custer and Joe Fatica. Okay, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, good times. But yeah, I still, I put playing with Darren uh, through all the way through high school. And I played in a ska band that, that people knew in high school, like, like a, like it was a fun band. And then, yeah. man, I kept playing through college. Um, and I mean, it was a lot of fun and I do think we were good, but I made a lot of like de life decisions based on continuing being in bands, you know, like, like, you know, where I chose to live and whether I chose to pursue, you know, this or that, that was in a different town or whatever. And, um, uh, 
I, I don't have regrets about it, but I think about it sometimes how like, wow, I really, when I was in college, like other than my classes, which I, I was good about, like number two was like, yeah, push this band the whole time we're here. And, um, and what band was, you know, was would, that? That, um, that was called made to break. Okay. Yeah. And that band is lost forever to time because you put stuff up on MySpace and you put your photos and your, your music on MySpace and you assume MySpace will be this enduring thing yeah. <laughs> for 30 years. And then one day you go there and it's all gone and you're like, okay, I should have thought to like save this on a hard drive, but I didn't. Oh, so you don't have Anyhow. anything. I think, I think I, I have a CDR or something. Yeah. But like no okay. photos. I can I can't, I've never been able to find a single photo mm. of that band, which is wild. Cause we took pictures all the time. We sure. just, it was, it's weird. Like pre modern social media, like nowadays I just count on Facebook to archive and Instagram to archive all my photos, you know? <laughs> and like, it's, it's like if one day you wake up and, and they had collapsed and like, and you'd be like, well, wait, all my photos and you know, whatever. But like that was coming out right as I was at the time I'm talking about. It's like that last age where, you know, we all had a lot of digital cameras and maybe even smartphones, but um, couldn't count on the Internet to save it. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't think I cared at the time, you know, to, it, to well, you you probably I mean, if you can, yeah. you would have thought you would have thought about it. But now, yeah, now is, now is when you think about that. And yeah, and, that, exactly. and, and now is the time to think about that. You know, that that's when you think like, man. Uh, and, and sometimes it's good. Maybe it's like, okay, there's not a bunch of pictures, but I still remember all that stuff. And I still, you know, it, it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't take away your memories of it. Yeah. It'd be cool to like show people and to see like here, here, here we, we are at this place or that place or whatever, but it's, mm -hmm. it's still cool to think about. Uh, but it is a weird thing. Just like, Oh, this website's up and it's gone. And yeah, so are gone. all my memories. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, when you went to Ohio state, right. Is that what you said? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you study there? I was I was an English major. Yeah. Wait, did you and, want to be like uh, a teacher? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to. Well, I mean, being a teacher always sounded cool and still sounds cool, but that was no that, that was not my path. I think I thought I would be a writer or some sort, yeah. but um, and yeah, I mean, I also thought I'd end up going to law school, which I did. Um, so I, you know, English majors, are, I guess, a good a good prep for law school arguably but i might disagree with that if you if you've been to law school i can get into why but like <laughs> they don't give you any points for you know writing in a pretty way you know you don't get you don't get points on the bar exam for you like technical. for you know your your scene setting paragraph you know so <laughs> and i had a temptation when i started law school to be like i'm gonna make this sound really nice for the way it starts out and i was like no points yeah. for the first paragraph because that was whatever anyway yeah so so <laughs> when you're when you're talking about uh making decisions about uh based on your band and stuff i, I did not yeah. think that was going to lead to i went to law school yeah. i thought that was going to yeah. lead to well i had to leave a girlfriend in this town and we went to this place no, and, you yeah. know that kind of stuff but <laughs> so so this you know i don't want to say despite the band but it's um because it was number two, you still got your degree and ultimately yeah. uh, decided to go to law school. Where, where'd you uh, Where'd you go to law school at? I went to Case Western in Cleveland. Was that band based decision also? Uh, may, you know, you could argue it. At yeah. that time, I was I was playing in another band called oh, okay. a, Million, a Million Engines in Neutral, which was also a cool band. Um, I don't know if there's anything online with that band anymore, though. I doubt it. So. Um, that wasn't based in Toledo though. So I was kind of oh. like picking law schools where I could theoretically still be in this band in Toledo and <laughs> Cleveland worked for that. I wanted to go to U of M. I didn't get into U of M uh, for law school. And then case was like second choice and gosh, I wish I went to UT in hindsight because oh wow, the uh, debt. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that, yeah. That comes with uh, a private law school degree. Case Western's like, 60,000 a year or something stupid. And, and, uh, you know, of course they, they give you these, the U S news publishes like a law school ranking. Okay. It's like mm -hmm. a book you buy. Okay. And, um, it literally ranks them like zero, like, one, you know, sorry, hundred to one. Mm -hmm. And then there's a bunch of unranked ones, but they'll have little stats on there. It's like, you open it up. It's like case Western. And it's like, here's what you make your first year after getting out of case Western. And it was like some figure that was, 
I now know was a fabrication basically, yeah. or a, a, a relic of the past. But, uh, cause, uh, so you look at this number and you go, well, who cares if it costs, um, you know, $160,000 to get my law degree. I'm going to make a my bunch first, after this. my first year. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get that right back. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> flash forward to like August after I took the bar exam and I took a job that was $8 an hour. it wasn't a law job it wasn't a law job but i I got um anyway it's it's all a long story but i got laid i got late my first law job i got laid off which is a black for lack of a better word i got like my the job was canceled before it started oh boy um it didn't have anything with me the whole program it was through americorps it was a public service um law thing and it was like it was government backed with a grant and that fell through and so like so i passed the bar exam in like july 2010 and then i did you know nothing until this job was supposed to start in september because it was like all right i'm done with the bar exam you know i'm starting my new job yeah and uh why would I do anything but hang out for a couple of months? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then right at the end of the hanging out, um, I found out I didn't have a job. You know, actually so, you can hang out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and good luck with uh, all that money you thought that you were going to have. So wow. yeah. Anyway, so I just went really fast in time forward. And no, no, I, I don't worry. Well, I'll, that's yeah. my job. My job is to bring it back. Where, <laughs> so, uh, first thing I, uh, Googled, uh, a million engines in neutral, uh-huh. uh, post rock, Post rock with intelligent songwriting. Oh, it says, probably probably bio written by me. So. Features a pair of brothers showcasing classical instru- instrumentation, piano and upright bass, <laughs> combined with a warm, clean pair. And then it cuts off. So there's only one song in here. It's called "It's uh, the Bottom of Charcoal." Something. Bottom. Of, yeah, it's called the Bottom of a Charcoal Girl. Yeah, that was a hit. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah, so Definitely. so it's uh, it's on here. You can I listen tried, to it. I tried to click on it, but nothing happened. So, oh, you have a Facebook ah. page too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think you have All more right, well, more followers than I do. <laughs> a website? <laughs> Wait a minute, you got a website? Is it, do you still have it? Let me see. You do I, not. I, I no. doubt that. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Um, that was a cool. I mean that that band. Um, the people that were in that band, I ended up being in other bands with in the future for mm. the most part. And uh, I still play, my brother was in that band. I still play with them in Miracle Vitamins. My buddy Jeff was in that band and I still play in house tours with him. So, yeah. So that was, the, uh, well, well, that's the start of stuff you still have now then. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just reading the lyrics. There's, there's websites. <laughs> Here's another one. It's called big city. Go easy. Yeah. Oh, look. That was another one. Yeah. <laughs> it, man, it, it, it's it's so uh it's now because you think about you just you just thought about like uh or just talked about MySpace and how uh how everything's gone. Now now the mm-hmm. internet is you you gotta pay someone to take it off. <laughs> right, no kidding. Yeah, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Um all right, so so you decided to go to case uh yeah. What and did you say just the to- the the reason to not or that you wanted to go to Toledo was just the money money wise yeah well I mean home I guess too right yeah I I just I feel silly looking back you know that I didn't just save the money go to UT and like honestly if you want to stay in Toledo this could just be my experience but people didn't necessarily look at case as being a better degree than Toledo Uh the book said the book said it was you know (laughs) the book said go to case you know and um but like around here you might as well you know and I'm like you know it seems like it's a great school um perfectly good school and you could I could have got but I didn't want to be a lawyer anyway so I don't really know I don't have any regrets about that being a lawyer it's like you get to law school it was kind of like a punt after not knowing what to do with my English degree so I punted, mm-hmm. went to grad school and it like almost immediately thought like, I don't actually want to practice law. And then the chorus there is, well, tons of people graduate law school and don't practice law. And that is true. Um, but it is kind of like this, this idea that just gets, keeps you, keeps you in school. You know, it's like, yeah. well, don't quit just cause you don't want to be a lawyer. And it's like, obviously if I didn't want to be a lawyer, I probably should have quit, but 
I had fun in law school. Like it, it, it was not, it, it was fun. You know, yeah. can, can so you do, I, can you do anything with that right now? Or are there things you I have want, to like do to that lapsed or something? Um, I would not have to take the bar exam again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I would have to do a bunch of junk and pay a bunch of money. I mean, the continuing education stuff, I'd, it'd probably take some time to catch up. I yeah. theoretically, like I, I don't know actually, but I, I'd called this, you know, the state once and I was like, what would have to happen for me to like have to take the bar exam again? And they basically said nothing like it, oh, okay. that I'm good there. So, um, so, so you went to law school and a little bit after that, after you started attending, you're like, I don't even want, want to be a lawyer or was that, or was that before yeah. you even went to law school? No, I, it was like immediately after it started. And that's not like, oh, you know, I, I, yeah, I know. I, and it, I should have quit it, but it, well, you get the further you get, you like you finish the whole first year, and then you're like, well, I did a whole year. It's only three yeah. years. You know what I mean? It's like, well, maybe I should just finish it. You know what I mean? And I am like, a, I mean, it's been a long time, but I, yeah. I, I am like an academic. I do. And as weird as it sounds, I'm sure that anyone went to law school that was listening to me just say law school was fun. Like that sounds ridiculous, but I like being a student. I liked being a student, like like studying and you know, and engaging in the dialogue and such like school was, was not fun, but like, it was a fine time, you know? Hey, well, I, so, I, I don't get it. Cause I, I went to school right, well, sure. for a minimum amount of time, got my two year degree. Uh, and yeah. decided I don't want to go to school anymore, but my sister-in-law was the same way. She was in school. She was a professional student for a while just cause yeah. she, she enjoyed school or she liked the classes. She liked the atmosphere or whatever. Yeah. You know, but yep. that's she. I I understand what you're saying because there's someone in my yeah. family the same way. So that's just how yeah, I ended up kind of stringing myself along, and mm-hmm. and I I I I liked the uh, internships. I had a, the internship at the same place. It was in Toledo. It was it was called Able. It still exists. I don't know why I'm talking about in the past. Um, it's a firm called Able. It's a public inter- It's kind of like uh, legal aid, but it's for um litigation rather mm-hmm. than like um. You know, it's not, it's like kind of like public defender, but not for criminal, you know, it's like, um, if you can't, you know, if you can't afford, um, and you need to basically bring a loss to, because of some kind it usually was focused on like social justice and stuff. Okay. And, uh, it's, it was a really cool place. Um, and it still is. And, you know, they do good work. Um, so what I told myself is if, if I can get the job at able, which is downtown Toledo and like right as it was really redeveloping it's a cool building like right by the huntington center mm-hmm. um i was like i'll take that job if i can get that and like i was t- telling you earlier i took that first legal job and then it got the rug got pulled out before it even started yeah and i was like this is this is a sign or, or whatever it was I, yeah. I don't even know so yeah i i took a job at a market research place like as a proofreader literally you know getting eight dollars an hour and, yeah. like with my law degree and i was like oh no but i ended up oh, staying no. at that company <laughs> yeah i ended up staying at that company for like five years so that was the oh, next stage okay. of my life was like anyway it's it's not that exciting but um well, well I, got, I think it's I, I think it's in, i mean uh maybe not exciting but it's it's important to uh yes I, first of all you can tell your kids this is i did this thing these things right yeah um, yeah. I, I went to college and, you know, I don't know if your kids are going to go to college or not, but you can, it shows them that, uh, not only are you owning your own business, but they know it from there, but you, you finish what you start, right. You, you started this thing, uh, even though you knew halfway through or at the beginning, like, I don't know if you think I want to be a lawyer. It was still something you, you in your mind, like, I want to finish this. Um, and then to come out of that and just be like, well, I have this degree and all this money that I have to pay back. Um, and 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 then to just say oh well, i'm gonna get paid eight dollars an hour uh yeah <laughs> which which i think is another big like this is something i'm sure you enjoyed it otherwise you wouldn't have been there for five years it probably wasn't your favorite thing but it wasn't the the worst thing um right you want to stay there for eight bucks an hour to to do this uh to proofread um so so mm-hmm. you you were at this company for five years um and I got you, promoted to be clear. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure you weren't making eight bucks time for five years. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so you yeah. you were there, and um, and just like, did you think at the time you were there, like, this is it, this is what I'm going to do, or did you still have aspirations to do other things besides music? I'm assuming music was still part of that too, but like as a as a job job, yeah. what, what was what was the mindset I don't know. there? Well, I don't know. I mean, 
uh, I do feel like I, I felt like a company like I could stay at for sure. Like mm -hmm. it, it was a fun company. And I will say like a, a lot of that, like, where do I go next was, was kind of the crisis I hit when I decided to quit and do this food truck, which was oh. like, I kind of got toward the top of that company. I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm like, I'm up here now. And, um, you know, I'm in upper management or whatever. And, uh, like this could just be my job. You know, I was probably 29 or 30, like, just going on 30. Uh -huh. I'm like, th this could be my job like forever, probably you know, nothing goes wrong. I mean, this could, this, could this be my thing? And then that's when you start thinking like, oh, I don't know, like, is this what I want to do for four, you know, whatever, 30 more years or mm -hmm. whatever. So that, that, that is what got me. And then obviously the stress of, of it all, but, um, something made me just want to do it again. The stress of that job or the stress of like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. What what was well, you mean, know you could you could talk about it if you want, but what was like stress like what didn't you like about it or what made you feel stressed about it? It was it was just one of those jobs that doesn't turn off, which I, I'm sure oh, tons, yeah. of, tons oh, of people yeah. can relate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um the one thing about the the food truck that's nice and you know, it has its own stresses, of course, mm -hmm. but when it's closed, it's closed, you yeah. know. And um I know tons of people have this problem where it just doesn't stop and, and um, the emails don't stop and yada, yada. And, and the kind of like the pressure and the competition and such, like I, it got me thinking like about wanting to, you know, own something and, and kind of be in, be my own boss for lack of a less cliche term. But sure. uh, uh, was there, so when you were at this job, did you know, like it's going to be a food truck or was it just yeah. something? Yeah. And like, I, I um, maybe, not super professional, but like everybody knew I was quitting to start a food truck. Like it was like, it went around that I was thinking about it and, uh, gosh, it seems, it, it sounds so silly in hindsight. Like, like I, it probably, probably no one ever would have guessed that it would actually be successful, including myself to a limited extent. Like, I can't believe that I'm still doing it yeah. after it seemed like such a harebrained idea at the time. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't seem that way to me because I'd quit my job tomorrow if I could podcast full time. I mean, I could podcast full time. Yeah. I don't. I don't make any money right now, so so right, yeah. fruitful. But um, to have to, and, and I'm sure there's people at your place, at place of work, where they're like, "What are you doing? Like this, this is crazy." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And you and you yeah. just say, this is what I want to do, and um, just like many, there's been many entrepreneurs that I talked to on here. If and, and just same thing with law school. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And, and we'll go from there. Um, it is just like I've asked other people. Um, were you, were you married and had kids at this decision when you made this decision? Um, hmm. no, I did not have kids. Okay. Um, I was, no, when I got married, I had the food truck already. Okay. I think I might've been engaged. I might've been engaged. Okay. So it's still um, kind my, of like, uh, this yeah. is my decision only kind of thing. Um, I mean, it was definitely at a point where my wife was like a part of it. She okay. did very much was, got it. um, not my, not my wife yet, but she was a part of supporting mm -hmm. that decision. And it was a risk for us. Like before we were married, we still had this house together and everything. And, um, I think I know we had this house when, when that all happened. So, okay. Um, yeah. So we were, I think we were engaged, um, and I think that we got married within a year or so after that. Okay. Because that, that is a, I mean, that puts a different spin on things when it's not just you, you have to worry about. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know it, it's, it's, I mean, and it is like wild when I think about it, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny looking back, like, yeah. like it, it all looks smart now. <laughs> well, I, I think it's cool <laughs> when I, when I drive around and like, I feel important when I'm like, Hey, what's up, Russ? And you're just like serving food. Like, like I know, you know, yeah. I know you. And um, but, so, so I can imagine like, it's to look back and think like, this is, this thing's successful. And you admitted, you know, you admitted like, I didn't, I wasn't hundred percent sure that this thing was going to take off. It's yeah. Just, well, I also had this image of um, me when I pictured doing the food truck, I pictured like this kind of solitary thing where mm. I would sell, you know, maybe 20 dinners a night by myself in the food truck, like kind of, 
and in the way it ended up being where you know i have all, all these employees and stuff like i don't know i think i first saw that at all like having yeah. a staff it's it's as you know i have you know five to eight people you know and and uh it's not it's not that big but it's it's more more than i ever expected yeah. by the way um uh on the topic of you podcasting full time, I do want to say I think you're a great podcast host, and oh, uh, thank, thank you. you for keeping me keeping me focused. And I and I feel a little uncomfortable like continually talking about myself. I know that's the um, format. Yeah. Well, feel, feel <laughs> but... free feel free to, to ask me questions too. That's fine. I, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I I appreciate you saying that. This is uh, this is something I really love to do, and I've been working at it for a while. And and uh, yeah, I think I got I got to look when I started solo because it was me and my buddy for a while. Um, but it's, I think it's gotta be, mm -hmm. I have, I'm close to a hundred episodes solo now. So mm -hmm. I think, I think you're my 90th episode. Um, awesome. but, but it's, it's fun. And, and, it, and, uh, I always, I love, especially talking to people I know, like yourself of like learning new things. And like, I had no idea you went to law school. Um, right. and, like, all, like this, just new things is, is what I really get out of it. Cause right now that's all I get on the podcast is people I know, or people I know through other people, kids I coach, you know, so they all, have some, mm -hmm. some sort of, you know, they know me some in some way. So it's cool to learn new things, but I'm starting yeah. to branch out a little bit more and, and ask, ask people. I'm also, um, I'm also afraid when people tell me, no, uh, I don't know why, cause they're not being rude about it. They're just saying, you know, I, I can't right now, or no, I don't think this is good for me or my business or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but I got to get over that. Cause I, I eventually I just got to like start putting massive, like, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? You want to be on my podcast and, and see what yeah. happens, you know? Yeah, well, I, I I listen. Um, you know, I, I've listened to a, a number of episodes. I think yes. I told you that way back when I first saw you, and yeah, you know, when you had your buddy and you talked about, you know, video games more often. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And I, I liked that. I enjoyed. I look. I still enjoy it. And I think that no matter who you have on, sometimes I'll look and be like, ah, I mean, yeah, will that be interesting? And then I'll I'll listen and be like, okay, yeah, that's interesting. And and I think that's credit to you, Lorenzo, because you know, you know anyway keeping it focused and like just you know I, and you always seem very earnestly interested which which i appreciate i'm sure people listening do too yeah well well thank you and and uh actually andrew is i think is coming on uh because i keep i keep bothering him andrew is my my partner i, I <laughs> yeah. keep bothering him keep bothering him I'm like man you gotta come on and and i think i'm gonna get him on at the end of the month um and who I told him, I go, dude, you have to come on. I love our conversations. I listened to some of our old podcasts recently, just, just cause I wanted to. And, and I was like, man, it was so much fun. And, and, yeah. and to think that we started that podcast because we worked together and we would get in trouble for talking, uh, taking too long during <laughs> lunch breaks, you know, like nice. it, yeah. and it was, it was fun, you know, it's, and, um, but I, uh, I appreciate it. You know, I, I work hard sure. on this thing and I, um, I feel like I'm getting better. So I appreciate it. Um, so, so when you're, uh, first of all, I think, I think it's gotta be cool that, um, you get to have staff, you get to like provide jobs. I feel like that would, that would make, if I was in that position, I'd be like, oh, I get to offer like jobs to people now. Uh, do, do you find that scary too? Or, or like, like these people depend on this food truck? Yeah. I mean, well, I will say for, for many years, I like it, you know, it was very much a, a part-time job for people where yes, they depended on it in a sense, but I was mostly hiring, you know, students and such, mostly college students. Mm -hmm. Um, and well, actually I shouldn't say mostly college students. I had a lot of friends that, that worked on it too. And the, it, it felt less like crucial to them back in that. But nowadays I do have a, a more regular staff mm -hmm. that's like, that, that the food truck is there's part of their identity. It's what they do, you know, and, and uh, there is a responsibility that comes with that. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it can, it can feel rewarding to be a job provider, so to speak, mm -hmm. especially because I try to pay well. Yeah. Um, which is like, I, I pay more than most. Let's just say that. Cool. And I try to reward them when they're good and because they are good and uh that feels very satisfying you know so you well, know, well i'm out. sure i'm sure that limits the turnover too like hey they treat you know they treat me well there they pay me well and mm -hmm. and, and so yes. why wouldn't i go back yeah and think i mean post pandemic the uh the crowds like the, the this culture has shifted so much as far as 
the tip jar goes as well. And uh, the, my staff, like, like well, we really appreciate that. You know, yeah. it's like oh, the, 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 the job description um, changed a lot once people started being so generous with the tip jar and stuff. And like, it, it's, it's actually really remarkable. I mean, I know it's not, you know, in restaurant service, they probably went up, tips probably went up for uh, restaurant staff, but not like they did for a food truck, because I think a food truck is something that you often would think I don't tip. Um, and now I think that everyone, you know, eh, not everyone, and it's okay if they don't, sure. but uh, at least half the people drop something in that jar or throw something on the credit card. And like, mm-hmm. um, that has helped me a lot, to be honest, as far as employee retention, because they're actually making, um, you know, decent money. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily all me ponying up for that. So thank goodness for that. And thank you if you're a customer that tips them. <laughs> Because um, I, I actually, this year starting back up, you know, you know, we're here in February of uh, 22 and like, um, this is my first year ever where for the new season, I didn't have to be hiring right now, oh. always hiring because when we go on this, we have 18 weeks break and like, mm-hmm. of course they're going to need, people are going to need to find other jobs. And a lot of time I lose a chunk of them mm-hmm. because they just moved on or they did, you know, to whatever the other thing they found was. And um, this year, I got the whole group coming back, that's and awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, well, that speaks volumes to how you're running your business. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I am. I try to be, you know, a, a good boss. Let's yeah, do that. And, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, so before before employees, when it was, was it just you and and your fiance, uh, wife at the time? Or was she involved at all at the beginning, or, or was it just you? You know. She definitely helped. She helped me plenty of times. Like as first, the first uh, couple months, I I would say she was, was on there with me. And then my parents helped me a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that, I mean, and that was fun, you know, because it became like a, you know, I just said, hang out with my parents as well, you know, and and sometimes we were, uh, um, you know, I have some regrets, you know, and my mom was kind of being pokey and stuff and I would tell her such in such things. And <laughs> I wish that I wish that I could have, you know, I wasn't ever, I wouldn't say I was ever mean to her or anything like that, but I do. Um, it was a stressful environment, yeah, especially like yeah. early, early, early food trucks. Like there's like a stability in the food truck scene in Toledo. Now it's still kind of a wild ride, but mm-hmm. there's a stability that was not there eight years ago. And it like, there was so much making it up as we went back then. And there was so much unpredictability in the events and the things I was doing. And we'd be like, you know, I get my mom and dad come help me on something that I think that I'm going to serve 20 meals. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but there's 120 people out there and they're all getting impatient, you know, and I have a Yelp review um, <laughs> where someone, um, is complaining about my mom. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a four star review. And it says, I mean, it's a good review still. And at the bottom, it says, look, I would have given this five stars, but the woman running the cash register was like just talking with everybody. Like they were her friends coming up and she was just chatting with her friends and like keeping it slowing down the line. And I was thinking to myself, like, I probably told my mom to take her time with the orders because we were backed up yeah you know and anyway it's just funny because they specifically like call out not knowing that it's my mom they yeah. called out my order taker and said she's chatty she's a little too chatty <laughs> yeah, well, i guess if there's gonna be something bad it's hey, this person's too yeah. nice too nice yeah right <laughs> yeah i'm sure when you started the, your menu wasn't what it is now um yeah uh yeah. what what when you started what were you serving well we did we did like your yellow perch which was mm-hmm. still um like basically our number two item at this point as okay. like your yellow perch that was like i've never been open and not had that okay um except during like severe shortage of the actual species of perch so i had to like serve walleye for a while but um yeah it was that and it was grilled cheeses and it was mac and cheese and okay. fried mac and cheese and how did um, you decide like this is what i'm going to make well, the perch was kind of, uh, it's a little different now, but at the time I was looking around and just being like, wow, like, you know, if you said, what is a, you know, like a 
delicacy of your our locality mm-hmm. i feel like if you named a few you might get to you know lake Erie yellow perch mm-hmm. you go up to port clinton and and sandusky and stuff and like that's that's the thing you know okay. but in toledo it in 2014 there wasn't a ton of places doing it i mean it's 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 a risky food that's the thing like you know all the see it's risky because it's like you got to sell it yeah and it's really expensive and if you screw that up you're in big trouble you know with you know you know when, when perch was probably ten dollars a pound at the time now it's 16 well that's wow. what i pay yeah. it's probably 22 if you buy it at kroger or whatever but uh-huh. um even so it was an expensive fish that if you you know bought too much of you you got you made a huge loss and i can see why restaurants don't necessarily get into it for that reason you got to like kind of commit to selling a lot of it so I don't know. Maybe that's why. But at the time, I just didn't feel like there was enough places doing yellow perch. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I just could I, I I couldn't name a lot of places. So I was like, well, there should yeah. be somebody doing this. So I um, my buddy threw a little party for me, and like everybody brought their uh, tartar sauce recipes, and we had fresh yellow perch um, that my buddy's uh, stepdad had, had caught and filleted, and we just like experimented with with peanut oil. At, in my buddy's backyard with like wow. a propane deep fryer and some of the and the recipes were just like oh my god like i gotta do this it's so good yeah you know so and then i i did my dad's uh mac and cheese recipe and uh had the thought to put it into a ball and fry it that was for years <laughs> that was a big thing was the fried mac and cheese balls we still have them um they're not as popular as they used to be but they used to just like sell as fast as I could make them basically. They were, they were very labor intensive. They're really good. Like, um, we do, a a tie, we call them tie style Mac and cheese balls. And they are, they're probably my favorite thing. Um, if I'm being indulgent and want to eat off the truck, um, it's cause it's, uh, it sounds so weird, but it's, it's like breaded Mac and cheese that we deep fry in the peanut oil. And then we put melted peanut butter on it and sriracha and i know that sounds strange but there's something about it that, yeah. that clicks and it's and I, <laughs> and I salivate just thinking about it but i never eat the mac and cheese balls because they literally take so much effort to make that i'm like i'm not gonna waste this on myself i have to sell this you know <laughs> even my staff you know i'm very nice and they eat what they want they eat lobster on a shift i'm okay with it you know yeah. um but if they want that mac and cheese ball i'm a little bit like okay well that, that took me, you know, 10 minutes to make that, you know, so <laughs> I'd rather eat the lobster. It costs, it costs twice as much or three times as much, but a little less effort. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's why, yeah, you, you would never think that, but I mean, time is valuable, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's uh, where that's yeah. coming from. What's your, yeah. what do you think your number one, what's your number one seller now? And I think, I'm sure, you know, your number one top seller. Yeah. Lobster roll. Is it? Lo- yeah. I mean, that really, uh, it's so good. I mean, mm-hmm. we sold so many of them in the last couple of years. Whatever it was about 2020, not necessarily tying it up to the pandemic or whatever, but yeah. all of a sudden, people were willing to spend $18 on a food truck. I think the, that, that that may have been part of it. It's like I, I was in the food truck scene, went and I, and people would call, you know, people would say, oh, I heard you, uh, you got a roach coach. Or you started a lunch wagon. I was like, no, it's a food truck. This is like a whole thing. It's a gourmet scene. I never even heard of yeah. all those names. <laughs> well, and and for years, I mean, still to this day, to be honest, a little bit, people will be confused when I tell them we don't have hot dogs. Like, what? You know, like, you don't have a hot dog? I'm like, no. I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's a niche gourmet experience. Like, it's a food truck, you know. Go to Genie's Weenies. A, yeah. Well, yeah, go to Genie's Weenies. Absolutely. They got a great yeah. Chicago in dog. Listen, yeah. now I'm salivating again, <laughs> thinking about the uh, genius weenies Chicago in dog. How, how, <laughs> how often do you, uh, cause I'm, I'm, I know, I know just at the Perrysburg farmer's market, there's, there's always a bunch down there. Do you like to, is there a, like another food truck you like to get food from? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I was thinking about this recently. Like I probably, 
there's some people on Facebook because there's like a group for Toledo food trucks. It's like Toledo area food trucks, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I do recommend it. It's, it's cool. I mean, all the food trucks post their stuff, their schedules up on there. It's got oh, okay. like 25,000 members and it's a very active community. Nice. There'll be some people that'll act like they are the experts because they've tried all these different food trucks. I'm thinking nobody's tried more food trucks than <laughs> me. I mean, I can't imagine a world where anyone has tried more Toledo based food trucks than me. I've tried all of them for eight years. Yeah. So the ones, I mean, I've tried I probably 20 food trucks that don't exist anymore, you know? So uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I like, I'm, I'm a foodie, you know, and I, I actually love to trade food. And I love that more and more these days, people want to trade me, They'll come up to me and say like, can we trade food? And I, I love to That's awesome. just get a bunch of stuff. And I've, I literally, sometimes there's some that I haven't tried and it's only because when I met them, we were both too busy, you know, mm-hmm. that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, there was a, I set up just one so far with a, a new truck, Queso Kitchen. That's like a, another Perrysburg truck. That oh, Andrew that's Andrew Z. Z. Yeah. 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 So I set up with them only once and I was like, I'm going to try this. Here we go. And uh, we were just both so busy that night that by the end of the night, I was like, I, sorry, I missed you. You know, we were, you know, um, we're closed now. <laughs> and so are you. I should probably go out of my way to actually get their food and be a real customer rather than just expect right. to trade food. But I, I tell yeah, you what, but, there was, there is one of the best trades in the history of trades is when I worked at Hungry Howie's. Um, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know which Hungry Howie's probably, but go, go on. Yeah, so I worked at Hungry Howie's here in Perrysburg, and I knew some people at Mr. Freeze, and they ordered pizza, oh, and nice. I took it over there, and I said, don't worry about it. You know, I didn't write it down. Here's some free pizza. Just, can I get some ice cream later? And they said, sure. I got ice cream for free that entire summer. Uh, awesome. that was the best trade I've ever made. Now they did get more pizza, more free pizza event, you know, throughout the summer, but fine. anytime I went up there, yeah. like, I'd say, Hey, can I get some, can I get some ice cream? And they were all about it. As long as I, you know, I had to go to the same yeah. person all the time, but yeah, that was yeah. The, the best trade I've ever made. <laughs> it's a good feeling. You know, it's, I, you know, and I can tell even my staff just be like, tell them you work for me. And like, they'll hook you up. They always do. Like they're, yeah. they're so nice. The other food truckers, it's a really once in a while, you'll have someone that comes in a little hot, like and thinking that it's going to be this cutthroat competitive thing. And, uh, you know, there is a competitiveness to it a little bit, but the mm-hmm. community of food truck owners is very sweet. And uh, at least to me, they are. I don't know. But um, I, I, I find it so nice. And I'm thinking about your hung- that Hungry Howie's over there, which is now, I don't know what, an insurance agency sub, or something. Either right? that or it's been a, a, uh, another pizza place. It's been a sub shop. It's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I actually that we're talking probably talking about the same place. This is really specific, but it was Dave's Cosmic Subs later. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I bought, um, I have some equipment from that Dave's Cosmic Subs when they went out of business. I popped over there and bought a tomato slicer and all. Yeah. Oh, nice. I I worked, and I'm I'm realizing now that we probably, I feel like I've crossed paths with you, Lorenzo. Like very lightly for 25 yeah. years now or something stupid, <laughs> something crazy, you know, cause did you work um, there too? But, uh, no, but I worked next door at the CD warehouse, oh, okay. <laughs> which is one of my favorite, favorite jobs. This, the secondhand <laughs> CD and DVD store, which was next door. And I would get, um, you know, a large pizza and just eat it the whole thing on my shift. And hungry. Howie's was so good. I mean, I, I don't love know. Hungry Howie's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I'd, uh, I don't remember Matt Sparks. Uh, he worked there too. He was a Perrysburg guy, yeah. and I told yeah. the story on here before, but it's such a good thing. It's a good story. We would, we lived together down in Bowling Green, uh, and with uh, along with a couple other guys. And I closed Fridays. He closed Saturdays, and we'd always call each other up and say, "Hey, is anybody over? How many pizzas do we need to bring?" There was oh, always awesome. a yellow box in our fridge. If it was bread, <laughs> a sub, pizza, whatever, it was always in there. Every once in a while, um, we'll get it because there's one up by Whitmer High School. So um, before I became a varsity, okay. before I became a varsity football coach, uh, I'd go to the, when we would play at Whitmer. I'd drive myself just so I could bring <laughs> bring pizza. That's awesome. Home. Uh, and and we actually got it. So, so we got it when we went to see. Um, Heidelberg University play Adrian. Uh, I know that sounds very obscure, but one of uh, <laughs> our uh, 
our quarterback from a couple years ago graduated. He's the starting quarterback at Heidelberg. So we, and he babysat my kids, Drew Sims. He babysat our kids before and, uh, and I've coached them a long time. So we went and watched them and they had a the hungry house there. We, 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 that was what they were feeding the Heidelberg kids as they were leaving. So we saw it. We're like, there's a hungry house here. So we looked it up real quick and ate hungry Howie's on our drive home from Adrian. It was, uh, it, it, it's so good. And always, it's always such good memories. I had such a fun time working there and, uh, and and the food's awesome. So, yeah, I'm yeah. tempted to get out there myself because I think that's like like taking back Sunday. Tell all your friends. <laughs> I feel like if I ate a slice of hungry Howie's, I might I might get emotional and nostalgic. Yeah, you had to play dashboard <laughs> and, and eat some hungry yeah, Howie's. Dashboard, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're we're tuned in. Yeah, yes, we're right. tuned will, in. There, <laughs> there will be nothing that makes me more emotional and nostalgic than dashboard confessional. Dude, the Swiss I, I, Army Romance. Yes, I'll I'll sing that on top of my lungs after my girlfriend dumps me. <laughs> I uh, I always listen to it. I always find myself listening to it in uh, in the winter. And I texted my friend George, George Smith, um, and I was like, "Why am I listening to uh, to Dashboard right now?" And he just goes, "Tis the season." Yeah. it's it's light out for five hours a day and it's yeah. just that's just what it is right now man um great guy funny guy yeah of man course. yeah he uh we, we we talk we talk quite a bit actually um he uh he, we visited him in san diego a few years ago um mm -hmm. and dude san diego is so awesome i don't know if you've ever been out in california but no, uh that was my only time yeah the only time i've ever been out there and it was the best if it wasn't if it didn't cost uh, a bazillion dollars to live out there i think that'd be a pretty nice place to live but it's just so expensive yeah i yeah. believe it yeah. yeah um so you have this thriving uh rusty's road trip uh food truck you've been doing it for eight years you said now yeah uh, I wouldn't say thrive. Listen, I mean, thriving. It's always still, uh, you know, it, it, we are profitable. Let's say that. All right. Let's say uh, <laughs> you have a, you have a running food truck that you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so are you, are you are totally booked up the whole entire, your whole entire season? Yeah. Only because I have sworn off doing private events. This is a whole thing. It could basically happen last year where, you know, the grind, the grind, uh, the thing, the thing I always say is like, you want to be your own boss yeah. and then you become, you become your own boss mm -hmm. and you realize your boss is still a jerk <laughs> <laughs> where I decide when I work, yeah. but because of that and just whatever kind of, you know, ethic for lack of a better word I have in me just makes me like still want to think that I need to be working so much, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and the other thing with the food truck is you, you get all these opportunities that come to you. People email you and call you, or you hear about something and it's like, well, I don't have anything that day. We should do it. And it's like, before you know it, you're just like kind of always doing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like when we, you're not this open, is, this isn't what I signed up for. Right. And like, yeah. and there, so there, you start your own business, you know, there's a lot of expectation going in that you're going to have to grind for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I did, and I don't have any regrets about that, you know, and it was fun the whole time, mm -hmm. but it was a grind. And then there's an element, at least in the Toledo area where it's like, you got to grind because you got nine months, you know, maybe 10 months to make a year's worth of money. Mm -hmm. And because you're going to have to close in the winter, um, or that's, that's basically the truth. There's some trucks that go through the winter. They're usually the newer trucks and they're just learning that they should be closing in the winter, you know, because <laughs> um, it's a lot of work for very little money, possibly no money or negative money. So um, uh, basically I told myself, it was like, look, I'm still grinding, but it's the seventh year. Like I, at some point, the grind has to like be over and it has to be like the reap the rewards type vibe. So I don't know like how it'll all go financially last year went fine. Um, but this only happened about halfway through last year, but about halfway through last year, I just said, okay, I'm no longer working any weekends. Like, even if it's an awesome thing with one exception, black swamp arts festival, cause it's just too good to give up. Sure. But there's so there's a festival every weekend and there's so many 
they're always hard because you never really know how they're going to go. They're so weather dependent. Um, and whatever sounds like a good festival, you know, it's, it depends on how many other vendors they have and where you are in the festival. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. And um, I did it for a long time. I mean, people are always on my Facebook these days being like, how come you never come to this side of town? And I'm like, I have uh, 40 times probably, you know, <laughs> how come you never come to Oregon? I'm like I've been to Oregon, you know, probably 40 times. And, yeah. and it didn't, you know, and y'all just didn't hear of me until the last couple of years. And now you act like I'm being snobby about where I come, but it, it, all it is is just that um, I just wanted some regularity. So last, so this year we're doing three nights a week. We do Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights. That's it. Um, and that by the way is still a 50 to 60 hour work week for me Yeah. to, to prop up three dinner services. I know that sounds crazy, but there's, they're busy dinners. I, I will say, yeah. but there's so much, um, you know, it a whole day to stock and prep and shop. And then every morning it's seafood prep. Um, it takes all day. It takes me, you know, I drop my kids off and it takes all day until we open to prep the food. And, uh, Friday is the cleanup, you know? So, um, and then I actually have Saturdays and Sundays off now. So, um, I forget what led me to talk to talk about this, but, um, Oh no, yes, I, you asked I, if I had the schedule filled out for the yeah. whole year, and I do. So I'll just say it in case your listeners are interested. Sure. Yeah. Um, Tuesday nights we're at Ernest Brewery, which is in South Toledo at at uh, Detroit and Burn, mm-hmm. four to eight p.m. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram, by the way. I, I'll um, put a, I'll but, put that stuff in the show notes too, like the links and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Um, so Tuesday nights at Ernest, Wednesday nights at Patron Saints. Patron Saints is another brewery, good brewery. Um, that's uh. Bancroft and Reynolds ish. Um, and then Thursday nights will be Pearsburg farmer's market. So, yeah. um, that doesn't start that soon. Um, we're going to pop up in Pearsburg a couple of times. Um, but Pearsburg farmer's market been doing that for five, six years now. And, and it's been really awesome. So, yeah. um, you can always find us there. And, um, that is the plan for like, at least we'll see how it goes. If all of a sudden you see me, you know, booking up a bunch of extra stuff, you just know that it's not going well, you know, <laughs> but I think I had to just kind of make the decision, you know, cause one thing that's nice about running your own company is at least, you know, me running the food truck, it's not running a company. I shouldn't say it like that. It's, it's, it's just making up my own job. It's not like a company where I'm going to, I can walk away and it'll keep running without me. Like it, it can't really run without me. Um, it's just like me like infused into the business and, but how much I want to make, how much money I want to make is a a function of how much I want to work. So I had to kind of like a lot of people are doing lately. It's like, I had to kind of just be like, okay, yeah, I could work a lot more and make more money, but like, what's, what's the right, what's enough, you know, what's the right amount. And my kids had a lot to do with that too, where it's like, they are, you know, I look at you like coaching like that. I've always, I'd be very tempted. Don't rule out that I, you know, will coach soccer sometime soon. Yeah. And uh, like, I would love to do something like that, but in the past seven years, I would have immediately ruled that out because mm-hmm. it's like, well, Saturdays, you know, weekday evenings. I just don't have those, you know? So, um, I'm glad to like re reboot it a little bit and, mm-hmm. um, hopefully our, our customers keep coming, even though we're just three days a week. I think so. Especially, I mean, you picked those places for a reason, right? You didn't pick right. like, Hey, yeah. these are, these places do okay. I and mean, these are the ones I'm going to go with. These are the places, you know, um, Maybe, maybe you don't know exactly what you're going to bring in, but you have a ballpark of like, every time I go, this is about what's coming in. Um, and yep, I know absolutely. That, yeah. And I know that we have good patrons at these places and, and that's why you pick those and, and having a good work-life balance uh, just for a mental health standpoint is important. You don't want to, I mean, your kids are five and three. You don't want to be like, Hey, uh, how old are you? What's your name again? Like I've, I've right. been away for a while, you know, it's, it's yeah. important to have that. And, and, um, I think it's good. I think it's good that um, you're choosing your your time uh, appropriately or, or what you deem to be appropriate. And I think people are still going to are going to respect that. And they're still I mean, there's always going to be those people like, hey, why don't you come in here? Yeah. Why don't you do this? That, that you can't get away from that. But for the majority of people who patronize your business, um, they're going to be there and, and they're going to support you 
um, regardless yeah. of how many days you work. And and me announcing last year that I was canceling a whole bunch of dates and wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get me on the weekend anymore. And I explained it, you know, just like I did now. Yeah. I couldn't believe how nice the response was. It was a very like nice moment for me. And and the one thing that like the you know, the echo I heard over and over was, you know, it's a cliche, but you know, time moves so fast with the kids and you mm-hmm. will never you will never look back and regret that you spent more time with them, you know, when they're little. Definitely. So yeah, so yeah, here we are. Yeah. Hopefully I you know. And then of course I you know, I, I get my winters as well. So yeah. there's a lot to lot to do in the winter. As far as cleaning the truck up, I do all my bookkeeping then and all my licensing then. It's a lot still, but it also is like a little vacation that I just enjoyed quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, well, that's good, man. Uh, and well, in there, man, that's uh, this was great, Russ. Uh, again, like I said during the podcast, it's cool to find out all these things about somebody I know. Uh, just all this, all this more stuff, and the and the passion you have for your food truck and and the work that goes into it that people just, Hey, they just, he just hops on his truck and serves food, you know, but there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into it. And, uh, and you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it. And, you know, it's yeah. nice, it's nice to have much like me with my podcast and all this other stuff, you know, I do on the side yeah. have, have someone that supports you also. And, and to like, this is, this is a decision we're making. I'm sure she was involved in the decision uh, as far as like, well, you here, here the days I'm going to work. So, uh, it's great to, to hear you're doing well, man. Um, I'm sure I'll see you out there uh, at one of these Perrysburg Farmers Markets if my football schedule allows. So, Yeah. Well, thanks, Lorenzo. It's nice to see you. Talk to you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me if we can get this podcast off the ground and running. You don't have to share the whole, all the episodes. Just share one you like. Uh, one podcast Uh, If you share one, could turn into a subscriber down the road. So any little bit helps. Uh, My my Gmail is thenerdballpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at thenerdballpod. Instagram is thenerdballpodcast. And Facebook is a page at thenerdballpodcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.